When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The folks at Green Mountain Dental Group deserve to take some credit for all of those smiling Colorado sports fans around town, especially those of our DNVR listeners who've switched to Green Mountain Dental Group over the years to make them their permanent family dentists. Why? Well, they're the best damn family-owned dentistry in the metro area, and they're extreme Colorado sports fans, just like all of us at DNVR. And now when you schedule a cleaning, x-ray, and exam, you're going to receive a free Sonicare toothbrush from Green Mountain Dental Group located only 15 minutes from downtown Denver. That's your first pitch, and let's play ball. Welcome into the DNVR Rockies podcast, brought to you by Strava Craft Coffee. Strava CBD Coffee is going to improve the quality of your morning since it's going to have you feeling as fantastic as I've been lately. Since their CBD-infused coffee can help me with my post-workout recovery. I do a lot of running, go to the gym. A lot of you live the same lifestyle. It's the first of the year. You've turned over a new leaf and you're putting in a lot more exercise. So you're a little bit more tired. Well, guess what? Strava CBD coffee and StravaCraftCoffee.com can help with chronic headaches and now joint pains. If you're working out so much more than that, it's a great supplement for your workouts, especially for those general aches and pains. Go to StravaCraftCoffee.com. And now with your first purchase, Use code DNVR25 for, yeah, you guessed it, 25% off that first purchase. I'm your host, Patrick Lyons, and on today's DNVR Rockies podcast, we got to talk about women in baseball. They are crushing it right now. It was the talk of the baseball world all day Monday. It really had me jonesing and, and wishing I had recorded an episode fresh for you guys on Monday. As it were, it's still great news. It's still breaking and it's just wonderful to see people get an opportunity who don't normally get an opportunity and those who absolutely deserve said opportunity. So we'll break down a little bit about women in baseball, but we have to open with some men in baseball, some Colorado Rockies men, if you will. Sterling Monfort was appointed as the Director of Professional Scouting Relations. This was reported on in an article about young starting pitcher by the name of Brian Castillo in a Baseball America article written by Jack Etkin, who's not too active on social media. He does have an account, recently did post one of his articles about the Rockies, but he's the president of the Baseball Writers Association chapter here in Denver. He's been covering baseball since 1982, going all the way back to the Kansas City Star, and then for the Rockies for the Rocky Mountain News in 1993. Just a quick little blurb that Sterling Monfort had been appointed as Director of Professional Scouting Operations. And as you hear that name, it should sound familiar because it is the son of the principal owner of the Colorado Rockies, Dick Monfort. Now, before you make any judgments, and I am certainly not someone who is going to tell you how to feel, I'll just lay the information out there and let you make your own decision. I am not one to tell you how to feel. I know that can be very condescending. And if, you're, if you've ever listened to a podcast or if you've ever listened to any journalists who try to tell you how to feel, that's not great. Uh, and I'm not going to do that for you here. But 
He's 30 years old. Uh, he is a graduate of ASU down there in Tempe, Arizona. He has a bachelor's in business administration and a master's in management. Should give props to Evan Lang, frequent guest here on the DNVR Rockies podcast. He writes for Purple Row. He took the time to explain Sterling's qualifications, which I was very impressed by because, again, he, he did some legwork here. He showed the initiation to actually tell you something, to actually explain something rather than just say something or to just show you. Usually someone's perspective that's theirs without actually telling you something. Again, that can be very condescending. So hats off to Evan Lang for being an A1 journalist there. But he's been a part of the daily baseball operations essentially since he graduated from school. He's got eight years of experience. Started out on the Rockies ground crew, I think. He may have even been part of the ground school when he was in high school, but he was a coaching assistant with the then rookie league Grand Junction Rockies in 2013 when they'd first moved from Casper to Grand Junction on the Western slope of Colorado. 2014 became a scouting and field advisor with the Rockies for a little while. Eventually he was promoted to the position of assistant director of scouting operations in 2018. Essentially what that entails is evaluating creating reports on amateur players during the spring, summer, and fall seasons. It's a lot of administrative work in many ways, but he also needs to, or anyone in that position, would need to support the operations of the Rockies' fall scout team, which is something that I believe Case Williams was a part of. Recent draft pick there in the fourth round by the Rockies in the 2020 draft, traded to the Reds. Reacquired by GM Bill Schmidt, did a good job bringing him back in with that. And also in that role of the assistant director of scouting operations is to serve as a scout for both Colorado and Wyoming. So the young man definitely has some qualifications for him. And obviously we know the Rockies are frequently charged with the label that they are very loyal to their people, possibly to a fault. They can be very insular. Obviously, that is what happened with interim general manager Bill Schmidt. The front office and Dick Monford said there would be a search that would include candidates from outside the organization. That was very much a wait-and-see approach. Uh, unfortunately, that did not happen, and they kept Bill Schmidt around, did a good job. And certainly, if you did not appoint him to the role as the full-time general manager, you're probably going to lose him. And I don't think you wanted to lose him. So that may have been an unfortunate position to put everyone in to have him as the interim GM. The interim GM in this instant was going to be someone that needed to become the permanent general manager. And the reason why there was such a void and it was, and it took the Rockies by surprise because general manager, Jeff Breidich had resigned in April. They, they were most certainly not counting on that. He still had another year left on his contract, but largely in part, but following the trade of Nolan Arenado, it just became an untenable situation for Jeff Breidich. And so that was the first domino, that trade and that inability to sort that situation out, not necessarily even just by Jeff Breidich, which obviously you got to point the finger at him there was a choice that needed to be made by ownership. Do you side with the general manager or do you side with the player? And the general manager was sided with. He skips town. That creates a void in your GM spot. 
So now your director of scouting, Bill Schmidt, becomes your interim GM. Your director of scouting relations, Mark Gustafson, goes and inherits Bill Schmidt's role. And now there's a void here with, with scouting operations, partially because a gentleman by the name of John Weil, who had done a fantastic job with the Rockies, was integral in the Hermen Marquez trade and scouting him and making sure that he was included in that deal. He left the team once his contract ran out midseason. Soon after that, another assistant general manager, Zach Wilson, decides to leave the organization and everyone's jumping ship and you do have some roles that need to be filled. And we're sort of left with this scenario here where you do need somebody as the director of professional scouting operations. And here it is Sterling Monfort. I think it's only fair, similar to the Bill Schmidt situation to give him an opportunity to see what he can do. But if you've got questions about how he got the job and if he deserves the job, and if he's the best candidate for the job, I think those would all be fair questions to have. But let's wait and see what Sterling Monfort does and what kind of impact he can have on the MLB draft for the Colorado Rockies going forward here in the next couple seasons. I know I was quite glad to see everybody at the Broncos' final tailgate of the season. That was my first tailgate of the year and the last game against the Chiefs. They played quite nobly. It was fantastic going, getting to meet so many different people that I'd seen on Twitter. You know somebody from their avatar, from social media, and yet you don't know them in real life. And it was nice uh, to get to press some palms and, and to meet some of you at the watch party. It was amazing watching the bus pull up. Those of you that got to the bar early, can't believe there's only 15 bucks for all you can drink, Breckenridge Brewery, all you can eat, sexy pizza. It was just such an amazing time. I love what we're doing at the DNVR bar on the corner of Colfax in York. Even if you're not a member, remember, you can still take advantage of the happy hour specials from 3 to 6 p.m. appetizer discounts. If you are a member, though, remember, it's only 50 cents for your first month at the DNVR.com. You get a bigger beer when you're down at the bar. If you know that you already love the content that we're providing for Nuggets, Broncos, Avs, here in the Rockies, I really appreciate all the support, especially those of you that are going and leaving reviews on the podcast. It's been fantastic, especially in the members-only Discord. You guys have been so positive. Really appreciate everything. It's been my pleasure to bring all these wonderful guests from the Rockies community. We've got even more coming up here in the next couple weeks as we don't really know when the offseason is going to end. we still got a lockout. But guess what? We're having a lot of fun. And as you know, if you're at the tailgate, the Breckenridge Brewery was a flowing. It's the official beer and official seltzer of DNVR, right? We've got the Avalanche Ale, Strawberry Sky, Vanilla Porter, all on tap on the corner of Colfax in York. And if you're not having your hard seltzers down at the DNVR bar, guess what? You can get a 15-can sampler. It's come stocked with the apple pear, black cherry, honeydew, mountain berry, and peach. And you know, they are donating profits to the National Parks Conservation Association to help prevent forest fires. It's Breckenridge Breweries, good company, hard seltzer, an easy choice for a great company. The holidays are over, so you may want to turn over a new leaf, and yet you're still beat up and tired. That's okay, because Lightshade, Colorado's premier dispensary, has the solution, and it's WANA. W-A-N-A, WANA. No matter 
when you take them, Wana Optimal's fast asleep gummies will leave you feeling rested and refreshed in the morning. That over-the-counter stuff is going to knock you out with powerful drugs that leaves you in a fog, and you just don't want that. Wana's carefully calibrated formula contains 10 milligrams of CBD and just a hint of THC that will get the eyelids feeling heavy in just 5 to 15 minutes. And in zero minutes, you can order Wana Optimal's fast asleep gummies at lightshade.com and get 25% off with code DNVR. Use code DNVR at any of Lightshade's 10 Denver metro area locations. You might not get the discount when you go to lightshade.com, but when you go in to pick it up, that's when you mention code DNVR for 25% off all non-sale items. Well, it was really fitting, all this news about women in baseball, and we'll get to Rachel Balkovec as well as Genevieve Beacom, because Monday was actually the 16th anniversary of Effa Manley being elected to the National Baseball Hall of Fame, becoming the first woman ever enshrined in Cooperstown. She served as the business manager for the Newark Eagles. Her husband owned the team, so she was, of course, a co-owner. And she actually fulfilled many of her husband's duties as treasurer of the Negro National League. Among the Eagles players during her ownership that were future big leaguers that we know for teams like Cleveland, Brooklyn Dodgers, New York Giants, etc., were Larry Doby, who in 1947 was the first player to integrate the American League, Monty Irvin, Don Newcomb. The other cool thing about Manley was, you know, she was critical of Brooklyn Dodgers executive Branch Rickey, who obviously was the one who signed Jackie Robinson to a minor league contract in 1945 to help break that color line. But Effa ultimately felt that Negro League teams were justified in requesting some kind of compensation for their players who were signed to major league contracts. Basically, you can't just take our guys. There needs to be some kind of compensation. Those of you that follow soccer know that there are all these kind of deals going on where, yeah, okay, we'll basically buy out this player from you. And of course, you get a little cut too. That's going to allow you to maintain your business operations, go out and scout and sign other players. Cool thing is that Cleveland owner Bill Vec did actually pay her $10,000 to compensate for Doby's contract and then gave her another 5000 when he actually stayed on Cleveland's roster. Some of you may even remember back in November of 2020, right on the heels of that historical appointment of Kim Ang becoming the first female general manager in professional sports history, of course, becoming the GM of the Miami Marlins. Well, I produced a special edition of DNVR Rockies. I pitched this idea to Ali, of course, they jumped on it. They loved the idea of having a women's roundtable to help discuss women in sports following that appointment. And we had on Denver Women's Sports Collective with Christina Mooney and Aaron Lewis. Ali Monroy hosted with assistance from Lindsay Sauer, Michaela Perkins from PHNX, as well as Sam Bradfield from Purple Row. We'll have her on here in the next week or two to talk some of that baseball hall of fame. So I'll leave a link in the podcast description if you want that entire conversation, that hour plus convo from November of 2020. But Genevieve Beacom was the name on everyone's list on Friday night. She's a 17-year-old left-hander. She pitched for the Melbourne Aces, made her Australian Baseball League debut, becoming the first woman to pitch in a professional game in Australia. She gave up a leadoff error. Strange to say she gave up. She didn't really give it up, but the leadoff runner reached via error. She walked the batter, but ultimately had a scoreless inning in a loss to the Adelaide Giants. 
She's got a nice little pitch mix between her fastball and curveball. I think throws in the low to mid 80s. Again, for a 17-year-old, that's right where she needs to be developmentally. You know, this isn't her first time breaking some glass ceiling. She was actually the first woman to pitch in the Victorian Summer Baseball League, which is somewhat of a developmental league even below the Australian Baseball League. She was the first one named to the Baseball Victoria under-16 team, and the Melbourne Aces actually signed her as a developmental player for this season here. And their manager, who you might know, you probably see him a lot more now. You might not watch the pregames for Atlanta, which he's frequently on, but he's an Australian himself. You probably also know him from John Boy Media. Peter Moyland is the manager of the Melbourne Aces and just thought it was one of the coolest things to ever witness and to be a part of it. And obviously he's, he's got a great eye for talent and Genevieve Beacom is just kind of the next person to, to go out and raise the bar a little bit. If you can see it, you can be it. And there's no reason why we shouldn't see women make more advances when given these kind of opportunities. If you got a chance to actually watch some of the highlights because she's left-handed, she has a, a similar feel to her of, of John Lester. A lot of similarities in, in their mechanics and in their mannerisms. She said after the game and making history here, she said, quote, if anyone tries to push you to do something you don't want to do, push you to softball or to play a sport that you quote unquote should be playing, don't listen. Do what you want to do and just know that if you work hard enough, you definitely can make it somewhere. It's not impossible. If you can see it, it can be done. There you go. And so she is making headlines deservedly. So listen to her immediately on an Australian podcast, was able to found it. I had to do my research, got to do my digging, got to make sure I'm prepared for everyone listening to the podcast. It's called Gilly and Goss. Now, granted, it's, it's this isn't like this. This took me hours to find this clip. I found it, and then Genevieve's course was on Loud Outs with Ryan Spielborgs today. She was all over the channel on MLB Network Radio, so that was fantastic to see. But she had more to say. She said, as far as representing women everywhere, she said, quote, I, I think there's always been a little bit of pressure for that on her, especially in a very male-dominated game. You just have to put it to the side because at the end of the day, you're a player. Everyone's going to fail, even the best players. There's still those days that you don't do your best. It's a part of the game, and I understand that. I also understand these kinds of comments. It's just people trying to get something out of me or they're going to say stuff no matter what. It's not like they're critiquing me personally. They just want to say negative things just to get a rise out of someone, end quote. So true. And, and if you don't respond to that, then you know there's a good chance they probably feel like an idiot. They're not going to tell you that they feel like an idiot. You just have to ignore it. It's amazing how a 17-year-old young lady like this already has that knowledge about how the world works and can be mature enough to really ignore trolls. Right, just just ignore it. Let it roll down their back. Don't try to make snide, offhanded comments because people still know. Hey, you're feeding into that, and she doesn't do that. Props to her. And now, for anyone who doesn't think that the Australian Baseball League is a big deal, it absolutely is. It's one of those winter leagues in the similar vein of the Dominican Winter League, the Puerto Rican Winter League, all of those places that players need to play from. November through late January, sometimes even early February. Now, the Australian Baseball League 
didn't take off the way they had originally imagined it would and be this hotbed of of talent. But players have gone down there. Young prospects have really thrived in the Australian baseball league. There's eight teams. They go from November to February, at which point it that's summer in Australia, right? It's in the southern hemisphere. And there's a lot of minor league players and, and fringe MLB veteran type guys, but Liam Hendricks, of course, we know as Australians played there. Kevin Kiermeyer has been there. And Ronald Acuna, really, when he started to move up draft boards in a major way, I want to say that was even 2017. I remember being in a, a dynasty fantasy baseball league, and it was Keith Law. He was one of the first guys who was aggressive and said, no, this kid is one of the top 15 prospects in all of baseball, when really no one else had even bothered to put him in the back end of their top 100. That was about the the highest that he went. So again, the Australian Baseball League is no joke. She wants to continue to play baseball. She wants to go to college and see how far it can take her. She's got some under 18 showcases going on. And she's really been overwhelmed in a positive way by the support that she's gotten from people. You know, people, someone from Australia even was, was reaching out to her and saying how much of an inspiration she was. And is to them, you know, she got her inspiration from her brother and ultimately decided, you know, I'm, I'm sick and tired of watching right there. We all know what that feeling is like to be sick and tired of watching. So she started to participate. That's what you need to do. If you feel like you're sick and tired of watching something, whatever it is, start participating, get involved, be active in whatever it is that you want to do. You never know where it can take you. You absolutely don't. So big props to 17-year-old first female pitcher to pitch professionally in the Australian Baseball League, Genevieve Beacom. And props to Ball because they're doing what they can to try and save the world. And we've got some information about their manufacturing plant in Golden. It's that they're, they're hiring for production technicians. This is a job where you're going to get pay increases at 6, 12, and 18 months potentially right on the job if you're doing what you need to do. You're also going to start at $27 an hour. Can't forget to mention that, right? So many benefits for working for a company like Ball Stock Purchase Ownership Program. There's 401k for retirement. And maybe most importantly, you get comprehensive insurance active the day of hire. COVID is still running rampant. Let's face it. It's running rampant and you got to be safe. You got to be cautious. You don't want to get one of those big medical bills. Well, stick with ball, $27 an hour. And again, comprehensive insurance active the day of hire. All you got to do is text Golden to 77222 to get linked to their open positions or go one step further and apply directly at jobs.ball.com and search for Golden. You can take that hard-earned paycheck and buy yourself a new home with the expertise and support of Chevalier Mortgage. Chevalier Mortgage's ultimate goal is to take the stress out of buying and refinancing. Take it from me. I'm an adult. Everything can be stressful. All right. Anything that helps me reduce my stress is fantastic. That's why I love Chevalier Mortgage. I've got two sets of parents moving to Colorado. I've got some friends that are thinking about making the move. I put them in touch with Chevalier Mortgage and they've taken care of them because they're always striving to give their borrowers options with their full financial picture in mind with the highest level of integrity. And they've got a fun perk for you, the DNVR listener, even if you're not a member. 
go to dnvrmortgage.com and enter to win a free DNVR shirt or hat of your choice when you do. Most importantly, get set with a free consultation. That's the best part. I said it right. Free. Not only can you win a free shirt or hat, you get a free consultation to discuss your options. When you call Virginia at 303-257-6578. And if you're already a homeowner, make the bubble work for you. You can refinance out of whatever you have going on. There's natural equity in your home. Go to dnvrmortgage.com to find out more about how you can save and take the stress out of buying and refinancing. Michael Chevalier, NMLS number 1931006. Virginia Chevalier, NMLS number 1910631. The NFL playoffs are here in DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is kicking things off with a huge offer. Counting down to Super Bowl 56, new customers can get 56 to 1 odds on any wildcard team to win their game. That's right. Any wild card team, you're going to get 56 to 1 odds. Bet just $5 and win 280 in free bets if your team is victorious. All customers can also get in on DraftKings Hammer the Over promotion. Basically, for every 5,000 bettors who take the over for Saturday night's Buffalo versus New England game, the point total will lower by half a point. Hammer the Over has hit zero every time DraftKings has run it, so... Betters won when the first point was scored. It's that simple. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code DNVR and get 56 to 1 odds on any NFL team. Bet just $5 and win 280 in free bets if your team wins. That's promo code DNVR this wild card weekend. At DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only, new customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. My DraftKings Sportsbook pick of the week has to do with those Colorado Avalanche. They are playing so well. I love how they've started off January, and they're going to continue it into Tuesday night's game. We do have a watch party down at the DNVR bar. But my DraftKings Sportsbook pick of the week is a parlay. Get in on that. Avs win and total goals over six and a half points scored in the game. Guess what? Plus 225. Can't beat that. That's my DraftKings Sportsbook pick of the week. All right, finally, let's get to Rachel Balkovec, who's another woman in baseball doing some major things. If you haven't heard, she's the first full-time minor league manager in baseball history. She was appointed to the manager of the Low A Tampa Tarpons for the New York Yankees, one of their affiliates. And she's the first woman to manage anywhere in affiliated baseball. Absolutely impressive. And I and I want to read you her resume because again, it's it's very full. There's there's a lot here to unpack and, and a lot that shows how qualified she is. And it really should be mentioned that one of the reasons why we know so much about Rachel Balkovic is because there's been a discourse between the Yankees and the media. There's been communication between Rachel in the media. This isn't something that was just slipped in in an article or in the back of a magazine or wasn't mentioned at all. And you have to scour a website to find out that there's been some kind of change. They've, they've done this above board. And the Yankees really should be proud of, of everything that they've been doing here in, in recent years. Now, for Rachel, in 2013, 
Her story starts off like a lot of people in the industry. She applied to a lot of teams, a lot of teams, and she heard back nothing. And she got creative. She went the Jamie Foxx route. You hear the name Jamie, you hear the last name Fox, and you might be thinking of a lady. But no, we, we know who Jamie Foxx is. So, you know, she got creative and she changed her name on her resume and her email address as well. She changed it from Rachel to Ray, R-A-E. So she had also previously said that she was Division One college softball catcher because that was true. But now she said simply that she had been a Division One college catcher, which is true. Shouldn't really matter what sport she was playing or under what rules and what guidelines. We know softball and baseball are very much the same thing. Obviously, there are differences. But if you are highly successful at one, those skills are going to translate over to the other in either direction. Rachel got some phone interviews, but obviously once people heard her voice, they go, okay, well, we can offer you some stuff for women's sports since now we know you're a woman. But that wasn't what she was looking for. She wanted baseball. That was her dream. And yeah, one team even straight up told her, Look, we, we would never hire a woman. They straight up said that. How messed up is that? She had, she had attended school at Creighton University. Justin Wick, that's his alma mater. He'll be on Wednesday's podcast where we're going to talk about the future of baseball in 25 years. What might it look like? This was a two-hour conversation that we had. We did take a, a perfect little pause right in between. So you'll get the first part of the conversation on Wednesday. And spoiler, in the second part, I actually said, you know what, in 25 years, I think we're going to see a manager, a female manager in the majors. I don't know if Rachel Balkovec will be the first, but I did get in there under the wire. We did record this last week. I'll pull the curtain back for you on that one because it's a bit of an evergreen topic, right? What are the changes that baseball needs to get better? And you know what? Hiring more minorities, giving people more opportunities, allowing for more voices in the game is something that is going to help everyone immensely. So I love, love seeing this. As I said, Creighton University is where it started. It finished at the University of Mexico, where she was a catcher, graduated in 2009 with a degree in exercise science, got a master's degree from LSU in kinesiology, later went to school over in the Netherlands to study human movement sciences, But her baseball career began at age 25, where she began serving as a part-time strength and conditioning coach for the Cardinals down in Johnson City, Tennessee, ultimately winning the Appalachian League's award for strength coach of the year. She became full-time the next year with Johnson City, becoming the first woman to hold that role of strength and conditioning coach. 2016, she was hired by the Astros to be their Latin American strength and conditioning coordinator. She taught herself Spanish in order to better communicate with players. She's my hero for that because that's something I would love to do. I don't know where to start. I'm overwhelmed. She got it done. That's why she's at where she is. Balkovec also became the first woman in that role in MLB history. 2018, she bumps up to AA to become the strength and conditioning coach for Houston's Corpus Christi. She goes to the Netherlands. As I said, she works with the Dutch baseball and softball programs as an assistant hitting coach and eventually comes back to the States to work a fellowship at driveline baseball. Again, a lot of investing her time, herself, her money into her future hopes and dreams, not just expecting 
things to happen for her, not just expecting, well, I did good today. That means in four years, I'm going to continue to have the exact same job. No, she continued to strive to get better, to make those improvements. If you're not trying to get better, you're getting worse. In November of 2019, Belkovec was announced as the Yankees' newest hitting coach. She worked spring training in 2020, first one to ever hold a position like that full-time. Minor league season got wiped away, unfortunately, but she did coach fittingly in the Australian Baseball League in 2020. Those of you that got down to the ballpark early on Sunday for the Futures game, you would have seen her there. I know I did. I, I snapped a couple photos with her around the batting cage because this was pretty darn historical. I thought it was fantastic. She was a coach on one of the squads for the 2021 Futures game. And just the other day, as I said, Yankees announced her as the manager of the Low A Tampa Tarpons. Now, say what you will about the New York Yankees, but guess what? This is a franchise that continues its support of gender diversity. Right, They've got uh, general partners and vice chairpersons, Jennifer Steinbrenner Swindoll and Jessica Steinbrenner, who, maybe fittingly in this episode, are the daughters of previous owner George Steinbrenner and the sisters of, of Hal and Hank Steinbrenner. But they've also employed Gene Afterman. Kim Ang was the first female assistant general manager. This was, I think, to over 20 years ago at that point. Deborah Timon all executive leadership positions in the past two decades. Now, there's a good, pretty good article written by Wayne McDonald of Forbes.com where he writes, quote, Balkovic is a perfect combination of art, science, analytics, and skill when it comes to baseball. At a time of data-driven performance training, Balkovic is a modern student of the game who is defined by curiosity, experience, and intelligence. He goes on to say in a May 2020 conversation with Brian Kenny. On MLB Now, Balkovic summarized the challenges of being a female coach in a male sport into four key questions. What do you know? Are you passionate? Are you consistent? Do you show up every day to help ballplayers? And I think those really can be questions for anyone in any job in any career. It, it goes back to the broadcasters roundtable that we had a few weeks ago. You can listen to the two-part episodes as a podcast from last week or two weeks ago. You can watch the live broadcast to see everyone's faces. Mike Rice of KOA, Drew Goodman of AT&T Sportsnet, Kyle Kirchival, Colorado native, who's a broadcaster for the High A Royals affiliate, talking about the secret to success in any kind of business and industry. Things that cross over from sports media to just being a good person and having good connections. And all those questions that Balkovic summarized here are questions for you to be successful in your career as well. What do you know? Are you passionate? Are you consistent? Again, if your work falls off over the course of a few years or even a year, sometimes it does become, what have you done for me lately? But you got to be consistent. And do you show up every day to help your team? Those are key questions really for anyone. And the New York Yankees trust, McDonald goes on to say, they trust Balkovic to successfully manage a minor league ball club within their farm system while positively 
contributing to the development of prospects. In a sport driven by competitive advantage, a clear message has been sent by an iconic Crown Jewel franchise to be bold, unafraid, and progressive when hiring the most qualified people for leadership positions. Spilly was actually talking about this today on MLB Network Radio. Everyone is looking for an advantage. You're not going to get it with PEDs anymore. We know that. And the advantage right now in sports is coaching. We saw it with the San Francisco Giants last year. They had the largest coaching staff. They also had Alyssa Nakin, another female on that staff, allowing more opportunities for players to have their voices heard, allowing more opportunities for connections in different modes of communication and different modes of perspectives. And so when it's a time to be critical of a team or a decision, we have to do that. And when it's time to give praise, you got to do that. So hats off to the New York Yankees for getting that done. Now, I wanted to go in and, and do a big old deep dive and almost every single woman that has ever had any impact, of course, in baseball history. Of course, you probably even think of the Colorado Silver Bullets, an all-female professional baseball team that was around for about four years. We also know about the All-American Girls Professional Baseball League that was captured in a league of their own. So fantastic. I think there's even supposed to be a series coming out. I'm not sure if they've had some delays, if that's been canceled, but I know they were, they were working on some kind of episodic series for that. Babe Diedrichson Zaharias is someone that, if you remember going back, now this is, this goes back a, a real ways. I don't even know when they did this. It must have probably been around the year 2000, but it was the top 100 athletes, you know, in in the last 100 years. I imagine it was done by ESPN. And Babe Diedrichson Zaharias was, she certainly was in the top 10. She may have even been in the top five. She was a professional golfer. She barnstormed as a baseball player. I think she, I'm sure she played basketball. She was amazing. We know Bianca Smith was hired as a minor league coach by the Red Sox last year, becoming the first black woman to become a coach in professional baseball right here in, in our own town, in our own market, Jenny Kavnar. She became the first woman to provide analysis for a series of an NL game in the radio booth. She was filling in KOA back in 2015. She'll jump in the booth play-by-play -play as well on AT&T Sportsnet. Now she's got a show on Sirius XM Radio on MLB Network, where you can listen to her show unassisted at 11 a.m., I believe Monday through Friday. And so it's it's amazing time for people to have opportunity. And we still have such a long, long way to go. And, and so it's wonderful to see folks like Genevieve Beacom get these opportunities and deserve the opportunity as well. Rachel Balkovic getting that opportunity, deserving. Bianca Smith. I did try to take some time and, and do a little historical digging on Florida State League managers. It's no longer called the Florida State League where the Tampa Tarpons play, the team that Rachel Balkovic will be a manager of. But there were a lot of coaches that have, you know, that one manager of the year and, and were coaches of, of various sorts who've been on major league staffs. Clayton McCullough ended up winning manager of the year at one point for Dunedin when he was with Toronto. And now he was the first base coach for the Dodgers. He was actually a guy, he's also in the news because I think he turned down an opportunity to be the Mets bench coach. So Clayton McCullough, 
comes out of that low A Southeast league that Rachel Balkovec is in now. And so very soon we are going to see her on a major league field. And do we see her as a big league manager at some point here in the next five to 10 years? Absolutely. If, if she continues to do what she's been doing and can blend the modern metrics with the old school world and ultimately doing what managers are doing now, and that's just managing people, then she absolutely has a great opportunity to become the first female manager at some point. Absolutely. Love to see it. I would love to see it. It's been another fun one, gang. Appreciate you. Make sure you're following us at DNVR underscore Rockies as well as at Patrick D. Lyons. That's me. Remember, it's only 50 cents for your first month at thednvr.com. Still cranking out a lot of content this offseason. Got a f- some more fun ideas. That's the best part about the offseason. Sure, sometimes there's not a lot of news, and because of the lockout now here in day 41, I think I might be. I ripped up my advent calendar for, for the lockout. I, I, I don't want to keep track anymore of, of how many days we've got going on for the lockout. But it, it gets to be fun to dig into the history and look at things from different angles and different perspectives. And you get creative, right? You got to be creative in a time like this. And, and I think and I think it's a fun challenge. And, uh, and if you've got an idea or something out there, hey, man, throw it my way. Patrick at thednvr.com. I'd be glad to give you more than enough credit if you happen to come up with something for the show or if you even just have a question. I know I don't do too many mailbags. I do reach out and talk to a lot of the members on our Discord where we have those back and forths and I answer those questions directly. But if you're not a member, feel free to reach out to us and I still could get around to your question here on the show. Got Justin Wick coming on Wednesday. Still another episode with Drew Goodman. Pretty much starting next Monday, we're going to be breaking down any and everything for the Hall of Fame. It's two weeks from today, January 25th. But you know what? Next Monday, it's going to be the final full week before you get the announcement on Tuesday night. So there's plenty to break down in regards to the Hall of Fame. Hoping to have some a lot more fun guests on, even Mr. Manny Randawa jumping on. Talk all things baseball, Hall of Fame. Thank you guys so much for joining me as always. For DNVR Sports, I'm Patrick Lyons. And you know what they say, momentum is only as good as tomorrow's podcast. So I'm going to talk to you then. <laughs>